Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler, and this is Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. Hey, if you like what you hear, drop us a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. On Twitter, it's at Converse Radio. That's like the shoe without the E at Converse Radio. And on Facebook, yes, we still use Facebook. It's simply Conversations, the podcast. A great show tonight. We'll be talking to actor, playwright, and wire walker, James Morrison. So stand by for that. I want to thank our guest from episode 69. That was actor Dakota Lotus. Dakota stars on Disney's Coopin Cammy Asks the World. He actually stars as Cooper Rather. No relation to Dan Rather, obviously. That show a great run right now on Disney. He also has a song out and more music as well. He's worked with everyone from Katy Perry to Andrea Bocelli to David Foster. He, this kid is amazing. This song is called All In For Love. That's on digital platforms everywhere as well as his website, dakotalotus.com. So again, Dakota, thank you so much. That podcast and all our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts. So go to the iTunes store and search Conversations Radio and Voila, they're all right. They're all 69, soon to be 70 episodes, all tucked in quite nicely. Check those out. Hey, a great show tonight again. James Morrison's in the wings. Want to welcome back our co-host, actor, uh, guest. He's been on so many times. He is um, really uh, an amazing fellow, good friend of mine. Uh, his name is uh, Joey Vieira. Joey is an actor. He's also uh, a, a dynamite dad. Uh, he's got a wonderful life right now on the Gold Coast a wonderful life and a wonderful wife on the Gold Coast of Australia. He's bi-coastal, so he's you know in, in the states as well. But right now, uh, doing stuff in uh, in Australia. Well, he was until of course the uh, the, the COVID nineteen uh, uh, thing hit. But uh, he's known for many many roles. Uh, you can see him on ABC's Reef Break. He's also in Dora's new movie, Dora the Explorer, uh, and the City of Gold, which is uh, he plays uh, Uncle Nico, uh, Teo Nico on that show, and he's done. San Andreas, all kinds of different shows. The guy's amazing. Want to say hi to, from Australia, Joy Vieira. Joy, how are you? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for having me back. Welcome back. And again, things are a little chaotic here, and I'm sure uh, you're also feeling the pinch down there, down under. We, you know, we are, um, especially the film industry. I think film industry, I think all over, is, is feeling the pinch. But... Unlike America, we, we do sort of see a light at the end of the tunnel a little right. sooner. Um, and we're probably looking at going back into production uh, possibly by August. Um, as of today, we've had zero new cases uh, in the state of Queensland. Great. I think we've had one death um, in the past 24 hours, I believe. And I think that was in um, I think that was in Victoria, which is south of here. Okay. Um, so the numbers are really, really low. Um, and they're looking at, they, they figured out sort of ways to, to quarantine and um, an entire production company to be able to film um, for, for, for a while. And hopefully that'll start in, in August. I so. hope so, because things are pretty much shut down here as well. I mean, nobody's doing anything. And a lot of stuff was hanging out there. 
And uh, I know I know Tom Hanks was filming in uh, Australia a while back, and uh, he had uh, caught corona. So um, yeah, that kind of shut him down yeah. as well. I guess we we're doing like an Elvis movie or something. But it's the kind of thing that if I, you know we got to just kind of write it out. I do believe social distancing is a is a, is a good thing, as they say the proverbial curve flatten the curve. But you know it's just a wrinkle yeah, in time. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's working. Well, it's working here. I can tell you that much. Um, but we're it's a much smaller population uh, to control, um, and we are also very trusting of our most of us. I'd say are pretty trusting of our government and of um, they're, what they're asking for us to do. We we I'd say probably about ninety to ninety five percent of the population is on board, and we're following those instructions, and we're seeing um, positive results because of it. And how are you and yours feeling? You guys are okay, right? We're, we're, well, we, we had a scare and I think everybody sort of has, a, has this same scare. And that is that we had, like I had a sore throat and a cough and she had the same thing. My son got it. We probably had it for a couple of weeks. Um, never developed into pneumonia. Um, but at the same time, and the, because of what's going on at the back of our minds, and this was in March, in the back of our minds, it's just this constant like, do I have it? Do I need to go to the doctor? Right. Do I need, you know, am I, am I spreading this? What do I, it's just this unknown um, stress. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course it, it wasn't anything. We, we got cleared through the doctors, didn't need to take the test because we didn't have the specific systems that they were, right. uh, symptoms they were looking for. But it's, um, it's just, we're in a time where um, it's, I, I honestly just never thought this would ever happen. No, I know. It's, to anyone. It's very surreal. It's very surreal for sure. And again, certainly there's anxiety. But, you know, you look at the numbers. Um, obviously, you're going to see more cases because more folks are getting tested, number one. But you know what? How many folks every year die of the flu or die in car crashes? or die? I mean, you know, you, you, you try to try to find parallels. Obviously, this is a very, very bad thing. I'm not, not getting yeah. that. But uh, I think we all need to just just relax a little bit and just write it out. It's, again, a wrinkle in time. We're going to look back on this years from now, and we're going to say, wow, how did we get through this? Wow. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to be one of those things. So I'm glad you're good. And, Thank um, you. Don't, what about uh, yourself? Doing well. Doing great here. You know, I had a scare as well. Um, I did get the test um, back in March because my wife obviously was worried. I had a, I had a, I had a, uh, a little bit of temperature and uh, – Certainly, uh, so I went to, the, went to the ER, and they said, we want to test you. It's no fun. I will tell you that. It's a, it's an awful, awful test. But uh, I was clear, no problem at all, and I'm fine, and we've been fine ever since. And we're very, very you know careful. We just stay at home. We go out maybe three or four times a week for just real quick and come back, and then we're, we're good. So, But we're good, and thank you for uh, coming on tonight to co-host. It's always a pleasure, and great talking to you the other day. You were on the beach with uh, your dog and your wife and child, and it was uh, uh, very cool. You're living the dream there in Australia. That's just me walking around the block, by the way. <laughs> you're right <laughs> there. I know you're right there on the beach, and you know. I think we, you, um, I think you're very familiar with our guest tonight. Uh, James Morrison is an actor. He is uh, from Bountiful, Utah. Uh, ended up in Alaska, then ended up here, and he's done everything from uh, stage work to film to wire work. Uh, in, a, in a circus, and I, it's, I can't wait to hear about that. He's also a yoga teacher. His work, though, is uh, is amazing. Nods everywhere. You know him as the CTU director on 24, Bill Buchanan. Great run on that. We know him here as James Morrison. James, how are you? Welcome. Hey, Mike. Uh, thank you for having me. And you're up How's in... How's sound? It sounds wonderful. You, oh, you, you're very professional. You could do You could do VO stuff from your studio there. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, Joey. Hey, James. I was just listening to uh, to Joey talk about the uh, Australia's response, and it uh, you know it's it sounds like a civilized country. I mean, I <laughs> a, na a national unified response to a pandemic. That's a that's pretty unique. It's beautiful. I think it is very unique in comparison to um, you know the news I'm seeing from America, unfortunately. Um, but you know, like we we've a majority of us have downloaded um, we downloaded uh, an app that the government yeah. provided, um, so they keep a, a they keep traces on us. So as soon as there's um, as soon as there's a case, right? Yeah. And let's just say it happens to an individual in our area, uh, they then go through. Um, where they have traveled, and the obviously the, the app traces them, and then whoever was in those areas with the same app, we can be notified through text that we have come across, we may have come across someone who's been infected, and that we may need to get tested. So it's stuff like that that it, it just it helps so much keep this keep the, our numbers down. And yep. I don't, I honestly do not see that. And I was messaging with with an actor. Um, Desmond, who I worked on, uh, we break with in Los Angeles. It, I don't think Americans would would this would fly there. Well, I think we. I don't know. I think we would welcome it at this point. I think we need to have some kind of unified response. Um, it's you know, it, it, this could be uh, the topic of discussion for the entire yeah. time we're together. But suffice to say, uh, you know, we we I think we all want something that that uh, that protects you know, that protects us from further uh, cases and, and, and hopefully that, you know, clearer heads will prevail. Uh, and there's uh, but, but I'm glad of, you guys are safe. A lot of anxiety there Thank for you. sure for folks. I, I get that. And that, that falls sure. into the, 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 the tracing. Uh, I keep hearing about, of you know, tracing, of, yeah. you know, watching where I mean, people go out of their house and how long they're gone and, you know, who's staying in. So we're going to work all this out. I mean, I'm very, very um, sure about that. And you're in, up in Ventura County, and I was uh, up there. Now, Ventura County, of course, folks, is just north of L.A. Um, mm -hmm. And I was in uh, Ventura on uh, Saturday, and uh, things have really opened up up there. I mean, obviously, we had to eat in the parking lot, but um, people are out, and, and they're making the best of this. I mean, and Ventura, uh, the county you live in, of course, you're in the city of Ojai, uh, but the mm -hmm. numbers there are very, very low compared to uh, Los Angeles. Very few cases up here. Yeah. Very few deaths. Uh, Ventura County has has uh, hasn't been hit that hard. Of course, you know, being right next to to uh, Los Angeles, it's it's a whole different uh, ball game. But yeah, we're we're doing okay up here. And we, you know, I know this is going to sound strange, um, and I, you know, maybe not. I mean, you you'll understand the, the actor's life certainly. But you know, this this. Self-quarantining and the stay-at-home orders, and I mean, this is not that much different, uh, you know, in the life of an actor. You know, we're, you know, especially, especially you know, especially people that live outside the main, the main, uh, you know, populous, populated areas. Sure. Excuse me, my cat's trying to get in my <laughs> my room. I gotta, the, you, you know, you mentioned, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, we've become a society that we always got to be doing something, whether it's going to the movies or going to a sporting event or a concert. And it's been kind of nice just staying home, enjoying, you know, your, your castle. And sure, uh, it's been, you know, it's been, here I am with my beautiful family. And, oh, yeah, exactly. And we're all here. Up in Ojai, you know, and yeah. uh, I'm sure you can still go to Bocelli's, um, you know, eat in the parking lot. Yep. <laughs> um, they have a, they have some great restaurants here that are still, uh, 
still, you know, doing curbside stuff. So yeah, we're good. Yeah, we 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 kind of toughed it out for a few weeks. We just ate at home and stuff, and uh, finally ventured out to uh, restaurants. Um, and it was a treat. You know, it was a treat. Well, I know you guys are both parents too, right? Uh, no I kids am, for me, yeah. but, but uh, Joey's no got kids. Them. Okay, well, but, but you know, my my boy is a third year at uh, UCSB, okay, University of uh, California, Santa Barbara, and he's forty miles away. But he's he, you know he's going to college from his room now, so yeah, it's nice to have him home. I bet, I bet, yeah. And Joey's hey, you have to find good. You have to find the good in it, you know. Joey's I been agree. homeschooling as well, so that's good. He's got yeah. Uh, we, We've been home, and um, it's funny because we've uh, my wife and I we just sort of stand out in the back back deck, and we go, "All right, uh, that table can be refurbished. We need uh, an umbrella here. We need." <laughs> new. So we've spent I've spent this these past few weeks. Uh, I've redone our entire back deck. It took me about four days. Then did my father. So I've been doing all these house projects, which has just been it's stuff that I never got a chance to do because I would be working, and then they'd be yeah. sort of back and forth. So I just couldn't do these three or four day projects at home. The honey that's that's yeah. part of the reset though I and mean, it's like i said that reset mentality where we kind of you know okay let's just let's just start over and and, and do things differently this time and uh certainly yep. now you've got tons of time to do that stuff uh as do you uh james you've been doing things as well at home so it's uh it's great yeah but, the other great thing is uh my you know my boy is a a, a brain cancer survivor wow when we when 10 years ago 11 years ago and he came into the room when this first started, and he said, you know, this is, he's 21 now. Uh, this is really no different than, I mean, we've been through this. This is, we were in quarantine when we were in the hospital, two years of chemo. So oh, yeah. we had, uh, you know, and I said, you know, I didn't, I hadn't looked at that, but he was right. Um, except for the people that, of course, we're all going through the same thing, and everybody's sure. life is at risk, and, and we mourn for the for those that, that we've lost. Uh, it's really no different for us. We, we're used to it. So everybody has their own perspective that they bring into this, and and hopefully they get a new perspective coming out of it, right? Exactly. I'm a survivor as well. Yeah. I'm ten years. I'm ten years cancer free this year. So oh, that's um, beautiful. So it's 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 kind of ironic that uh, you know 2010 I got diagnosed with cancer, and then here we are 2020 and this is happening. So you know. So just, you know exactly uh, what I'm saying. Exactly. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, and again, yeah. I'm I'm very grateful to be alive and be healthy and and, and good for your son there. It's fantastic. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a journey, and uh, chemotherapy sucks. I had it for six months, but for have it for two years. That's just yeah. That's yeah. It's 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 yeah. He, it's he, he's, a, he's an amazing kid. Well, I'm glad he's well today. That's that's fantastic. You're totally thank, blessed. Thank you, man. Very Appreciate good. It. Hey, I'm glad you're with us. You're very very cordial. I just texted you, and you're like, sure, I'll come on. What else am I gonna do? <laughs> you know, everybody's got a lot of time right now and, and doing stuff. Um, you're um you're from Utah originally. Originally, yeah, I was born there. In Bountiful, Utah. I love that. It's a beautiful, beautiful name. It's, did, yeah, it's a, it's a sweet little town just north of Salt Lake City. How did you end up in Alaska? How did that happen? My parents were divorced when I was young, and my father ended up there. He was in construction. He was an office manager. And he moved up there to work on the new roads that were right after Alaska became a state. I think it was 59. Um he, he moved up there to build the roads, you know, the first roads and the, the first major, you know, highways through the state. And my parents decided to get uh, back together. Oh, wow. And, uh, so, yeah. So we moved up there when I was nine. Okay. 
And, yeah, and uh, it was a, an amazing place to be a, a, and a great time to be there. It was right when it was young, a young state and, yeah. and uh, just booming, you know, all through the 60s. And it's cold in Alaska, so it's good to have a, somebody with you. <laughs> so well, it used to be. I don't yeah. know about now, but it used to be. <laughs> was, that, yeah. was that was that Anchorage? Whereabouts? Anchorage, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. And you, and again, you grew up. Uh, you went to school there. You basically grew up in, in Anchorage, Alaska. And um, yeah. you're you're acting. I mean, you've done just amazing, amazing things here. But you got started. Um, you, you studied, you know, acting and drama in Alaska. But you started in a circus. So tell me, how does that happen, and how old were you? You know, I, I, I was about 21, I, uh, 20, 21. Um, it seems like several lifetimes ago. I, you know, I just, I, I did it on a whim. I, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a clown. I was, I, I'm not really even sure now why. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know that awesome. at the time. At the time, there was no, no such thing as Cirque du Soleil, but that's what I was uh, seeking. You know, that's what right. I set out to find and I ended up uh, in sort of the antithesis of that I call it the Satan's uh, wild animal circus of agony <laughs> uh, it was pretty bad oh my and, and then, and then... A, a, you know a mud show that toured the south and they had uh, fi- 35 elephants and, and oh my uh, god and they just abused it was the mid 70s and they they abused the animals horribly oh. and I and, and I was uh, uh, subject subject subjected to uh, that as well as uh, just the, the sort of the dregs of humanity. It was a terrible. Yeah. It was a terrible experience. But it but it was a perfect uh, training ground to get get me ready for coming to Hollywood to try how, to. Yeah. How know, did the get, wire walking start though? That's got to be just. I mean, we're talking like high wire stuff or. No, no low wire. Uh, okay. I, I was a clown, so so uh, we did a comic comedy low wire act. I had a partner. Wow, and uh, somebody I met in Salt Lake City in the in the theater department, you know, there uh, he worked in the circus before, and he said, you know, I I, I let's do a, a, a team thing, a partner thing, and I said sure, and that ended up it just ended up being a, a kind of a nightmare. So you think I learned a lot? Are you so, thinking at this point, at some point, you're saying, you know, I'm this is preparation for for the future? I mean, at what point do you say? You know what? It's time to uh, to pack it up and, and get out to Hollywood. Well, I, I hurt go. myself. That's why I had to leave. I hurt my Ooh. back. Uh, I took a fall, um, but but the, you know that's true. I mean that was part of my apprenticeship, and and a lot of actors think this way. They you know this is the, it's one of the only apprentice crafts that there there is. I mean you never stop learning. You never stop even when you become a journeyman actor. You you know, uh, you'll come up against something that you, you know it's just like wow. How did I how did I not have the opportunity to do this before or, or play a, cause you're always playing different, different people doing, you know, pretending to be different professions. So instead of doing all yeah. those things, you just, you know, get to be all those people. So your repertory, so that, your repertory work that came before or after the circus? The Alaska rep. Yeah. Yeah. That was after. Okay. After the circus. Yeah. After the injury. Uh, in fact, they called me, uh, I aud- had auditioned, you know, like a year before, and they called me and said, "Come back and do this. We've got this government grant to to uh, to pay uh, uh, yeah actors in a professional training program." And uh, it was under Carter, and it was uh, 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 they had money allotted for different professions. You know, sure. painters and construction guys, and 
so they picked us and said, yeah, let's train these guys to be professional theater you know, people. How fun. And again, Anchorage, yeah. you think Alaska, you think, you know, it's, you know, backwards and cold and miserable, but there is an arts community in, in, in Alaska for sure. Well, there, there, there isn't so much now, uh, like there was before back in the seventies and, and even the early eighties, um, they had, uh, the state was very wealthy. I mean, they had all that new oil money and they had money for the arts. And plus they had a, um, the, the desire to fund the arts, which they don't have now. Um, now they don't have the same money either. So that, of course, plays into it. But back then they just said, you know, the, and, the, you know, the cool thing about this theater was, I mean, they had a three million dollar a year budget for a, a, a regional wow. theater, which is unheard wow. of. Yeah. And and they just did these amazing productions and we toured the state and we took it to to places where they'd never even seen a play, you know, different parts of the state. That's great. Sorry, I was distracted by my... <laughs> your, your, your phone's going off, too, yeah. Joey, um, Joey, you started in theater, too, right? I, I did. Well, I actually started um, in uh, ballet. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a story behind Which, that. Yeah, so yeah, that was you know, obviously a girlfriend got me into ballet, which then got me on the stage, and then doing musical theater... Um, yeah, so that is where I started as well, which was which I absolutely loved, absolutely loved. And um, so you fell in love with a dancer, and you were hooked for life. Uh, pretty much. Um, yeah. And played football. And played football. <laughs> on top of that, yes. Um, so <laughs> being as macho as I could um, at school, and then being as as feminine as I could um, uh, <laughs> at dance dance rehearsals. In tights, you know, yeah, no, I know. In tights, and I continued. Um, I continued through college, um, and then when I was in Los Angeles at uh, Cal State Northridge, I actually went and studied with um, uh, the Arthur Murray um, Dance Studio um, oh, to great. teach with them. So I was also doing ballroom, and that came about because I was um, I had uh, I was part of a, a dance company, and the other dancers were all dance instructors, <laughs> and I was like the only one who was. It was just off the streets. Um, anyway, so acting though was, was where I really wanted to get into. So that sort of faded and I just continued. And also because of what you had, my, my lower back, um, mm-hmm. pain just, just, it was just overwhelming. So I had to stop the lifting and the throwing and, and all that heavy dancing and just stick to acting. Stage work as well as can, can be very physically demanding too, because you're on your, you're t- totally standing all the time, a lot of moving around yeah. and, uh, and yeah, I, I totally get that. My first job as an apprentice was, uh. It was a dead body that had to fall out of a closet and, oh, wow. and lay dead for like a half an hour during the whole rest of the act. But I mean, I took a fall from a complete standing and I, you know, I was 24 years old and I thought, yeah, I know I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> 23 years old, you know, your body. And then you just, you know, 60 years later, you're, wait, no, not 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. well four, you know, 40 years later, you're going, uh, yeah. why, why did I do that? You know? You're a little, yeah. older, little older than I am, but that's cool. Uh, and again, the the whole stage thing, again, it's great preparation. So I want to say the stage work came before film and TV. Uh, in my case, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 yeah, same here. I think it's wonderful, by the way. I just think it's wonderful that we came from oh, – look, it's, everyone's different, but it's it's lovely coming from there. I think you, you learn so much. Cause it's, I say theater's a heck of a lot harder um, – than than um than film and television work um so it's great to just have that underneath you and it just makes you more prepared i think for film and television 
Well, you, you learn discipline too. I mean, I, I you know I've worked with, I worked with uh, Pat Hingle. I don't know if you remember Pat, uh, character actor from the you know did 120 films. Um, he was uh, C- Police Commissioner Gordon in the first Batman movie. Oh sure. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm looking at him he, right now. He and I were, he was like my father, actually. We worked uh, uh, in uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof twice. We did it, uh, oh, Big wow. Daddy and Brick. But he used to say, you know, when I work with young actors now, I mean, we're waiting on the set for them. And, and, and I, when they come to the set late, and I just go, you know, you wouldn't last one minute in the theater. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're not here at 8 o'clock, man, the show goes up and somebody else does your part. And that's, I think, what's missing in, in younger actors is they haven't done theater. They just don't, they don't have the discipline. I mean, they're talented and they, you know, they've got the chops. They just, they just don't know how to be on time. They don't know how to be prepared or, um, and I think there's something to that, you know. Because you, you learn as a theater actor and that, because obviously going through theater, you also learn to, to do a, a variety of the jobs um, in theater. And you learn to respect one another's position uh, because we work as a team. Yeah. Uh, and, and film and television, it's the same exact thing. I, I can relate. I, like, I worked with an actor on a project once. And they He would show up late, so they would send a production assistant to, to bring him to set. And I was like, dude, you're like you're the lead in this. And he's a friend of mine. I was like, I didn't say, actually, I didn't say anything. In my mind, I just couldn't believe that it was happening. But he just had no respect for the rest of the, ca- for the, rest of the cast and crew. And I was like, he ended up not working for a while after that. Just yeah. to think that you could do that. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. I mean, it doesn't make sense to us coming from the theater. And I, you know, I had an agent when I first came to LA who, who was from the theater as well. And she, uh, she knew my background and she said, you know, you're going to start working when you're 40 and you're not going to stop working. It's going to be, you have a going to have a great career, but for now, Go off and do plays, do regional theater, do a lot of plays, do new plays, build a solid foundation as an actor. And then when it, t- when it comes time for you to work in television and film, you'll be ready. You'll know what to do. They'll always be able to count on you and you'll deliver. And, uh, and she was right. You know, that really was great advice. And you've done, you say you've done both. Go ahead, Joey. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joey. You know, I, you know, I don't, I, I think it was because, and it's true, it actually worked out that way. As soon as my hair went white. <laughs> And I started to get a little bit more, you know, more character because I, you know, I, I was a, I was a, I'm a character leading man. I'm not a, I'm not a leading man. So, yeah. uh, and, and, and she just had a, a sense of, uh, you know, good agents really understand talent and they understand when it's going to uh, blossom, the timing of it. And I think that's part of the job that we, that we may not, you know, think about too much, but that's, like a casting director too has to understand all that stuff. Yeah. What an actor can it's, do and when they're ready to do it, and and uh, so she just knew. I don't know. Same for me, but I just wanted to just say like the reason you said when you said forty, I'm just thinking, wow, like this is where I'm starting to work a lot more, and mm. um, I'm just trying to figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it comes it comes when you're ready for it. I mean, I, that's what I think, yeah. and, and you can see it too when it comes before you're ready. I mean, if it, it if if listen. If I had started working in film and television when I was in my early 20s, when I was, you know, struggling to to make my way through the professional theater world and regional theater and stuff, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I think it would have turned out differently. I mean, I, I'm not sure I would have been ready. I don't think I was mature enough, actually, in my in, in my 20s. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot. Yeah. I still had a lot to a lot of baggage to shed. And I had to I had to wake up and straighten up and fly right. 
but your st- <laughs> your stage work has been noticed. I mean, huge nods. L.A. Drama Critics Circle Award, uh, the Drama Log Awards. Again, these are huge, huge uh, accolades. And you've done some very heavy-duty uh, productions here. I mean, Judgment at Nuremberg. Uh, my God. I mean, it's, these are just wonderful pieces of work. And you're also a playwright, too. So do you oh, act yeah, in the fact, stuff you write? In, in fact, I, I just got a notice. Uh, I probably can't talk too much about it right now, but it's a it's a pretty uh, prestigious uh, solo play festival um, has invited me to come to to bring my one person play uh, f- for development that I, I developed it last year at the Ohio Playwrights Conference. Right. And um, so we're going to, I think now, and the weird thing is they're starting back up, you know, sooner than I thought uh, we would be getting started. So I'm, I'm still, it just happened yesterday. So I'm not sure exactly how this is going to play out, but uh yeah, so that's that's coming up. But they want to start in August, and I and I I just think, wow, how 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 the heck is that going to happen? Are you yeah. ready to go back to work? Well, you know, I am I am uh, actually working. We're doing some Zoom, some stuff on Zoom. We're we're um, in this. Uh, it's not really a class. It's a an ensemble of actor writers in Risa Bremen Garcia's uh, BGB Studios. Uh, here in Los Angeles, sure. uh, and we're working now, uh, of course, from home. Um, I taught there for almost a year last year, and I've been in this class with Risa for you know, a couple of years. But um, we're doing scenes that we're going to, you know, sort of record uh, in in the Zoom rooms. And so we're, you know, I'm, I am doing, you know, I have to keep you have to keep busy. Sure. Yeah. When you're down, so um, if I'm not if I'm not doing something, I'm either writing or um, you know, writing music or something. I, I mean, I can't, you have to, you have to stay lubed up. Absolutely. Right, Joey? Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I completely 100% agree with you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm teaching as well through Zoom. Um, and I, uh, I, I contemplated getting back into it um, when we had the break. Because uh, I just felt the, the connection when you're trying to do two actors working together, the connection because of the delay with Zoom or with any sort of device when you're not in the same room, I wasn't, I'm not feeling that anymore. So I'm, I'm, I'm very careful with the scripts. I'm having to move scripts around and, and, and work with different material that will suit one person um, because I just I want, to, I want to feel, I still want to feel that, that organic, you know, those organic moments happening, um, which I can see through Zoom. Yeah, and through them uploading their videos, but but I, I've had a hard time with the the scenes connecting the to it. The two handers, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, it's interesting. I had this discussion today in rehearsal for a thing, and and I'm working with uh, Kelly Wolf, who, who, a great actress whom I've known for God, 35 years. But we were talking about you know the, there were moments in this thing where we we forget that we're being watched because we're just talking to each other in this thing. And of course, only the director is watching. But it, 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 when it happens, I mean, you know, who knows who will be watching, or they'll record it, and it'll be like a little short film. Mm-hmm. But when you forget, you know, that you're being watched is when the stuff really happens. I mean, that's our goal. Yeah. So when we realized that today, I just said, you know, the intimacy and that connection that you're talking about, it yeah. can can be found in this in this format. Uh, it took me a while too, and I wasn't convinced until just recently. 
Uh, I've also been working on some scenes from Waiting for Gatto, um, playing Pazzo, which I would never ever probably be cast in, but I've always, <laughs> I love the play the most. And so I wanted to work on it. And, and you know, you're just finding things about, you you know, creating your own shots in the, in the camera. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a beautiful thing that we didn't, we probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to explore as, as deeply had this not happened. So true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, yeah. You've, you've produced uh, some films as well. You've been in, like I said, you've acted in, in, uh, in, a, in a ton of stuff here. I want to, of course, um, chat about 24, but let's go ahead and stop that for just one second. This is Conversations Radio, folks. Episode 70 with our guest, James Morrison. Co-host from the Gold Coast of Australia is Joey Vieira. And again, we are live right now streaming to the world. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. And James, at what point did you decide to uh, to start hitting TV and film? Because it really started kind of early, um, you know, so to speak. I want to say the, the early 80s and um, a lot of parts here and there. And then you started booking. Uh, and every year, I mean, you're doing something. And there are some years well, that, that you're doing stage work as well. So it's like, when do you take time to breathe? <laughs> oh, wow. yo, no, there have been great long periods of, <laughs> of darkness. Oh, um, it only looks like I, you know I was busy. Um, I, when I got serious, the question is when I got serious about working in film and television. Yeah. When, um, when, when did you feel you were ready you know, for it? You know, even after I started doing it, I, I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe Joey feels the same way. It took me a while to get used to working in, uh, uh, and, and and I know this is common among uh, stage actors. Uh, it took me a while to get used to the camera. I mean, I, I finally found a teacher that made me forget that it's the same stuff regardless of the medium you're working in. And so you just have to adapt to the, to the, to the circumstances of the, of the job. I mean, I remember uh, working at the McCarter theater in, in, um, in Princeton and I was doing cat on a tin roof with Pat actually. And, and we rehearsed in a really small room, so small that when you, you walk to the edge of the stage, it was all taped off. You know how rehearsal <laughs> space is taped off. And you walk to the edge of the stage and your your nose is like three inches from the wall. Oh, wow. And then when you, you work there for four weeks or however long you rehearse, then you go up to the stage, it's a 1,200-seat theater. So suddenly the fourth wall is gone. And it's literally gone like it, it, you're in an airplane hangar. And and I freaked out. And I, and I you know, I went to the director and I said, what? You know, I'm so I'm I all this work that we did, this this nuanced work, and I mean, I was panicked. You know. Yeah. And she said she grabbed my shoulders and said, "If you have the thought, we will see it." Yeah. <laughs> and it just it just reminded me that the work is no different, no matter where you are, what you're doing. You know, you suit it for if you're talking to a a, a big room, or you suit it if you're talking to a and you're being mic'd, but it's the same. You know. The work is the same, and and so, but it took me a while when I was just starting out in film and television to get used to the, to the medium, and so, and and I mean literally, it took me probably ten years of doing it wow. until I finally felt comfortable in front of a camera. Well, look, look at your resume is like a trip down memory lane because I know all these shows. I mean everything from uh, I mean, geez, I mean, it, it, it's incredible. L.A. Law, Dookie Hauser, M.D. Um, I mean. These are just, I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal resume. 
I'm CSI. Everyone's worked on CSI. Let's admit that. Um, Jag Six Feet Under, great show. X Files. I mean, this is amazing. The, the, oh, um, I just did one that that I thought you know was that I'd wanted to do forever. I just, in fact, it was the last job I had. I was in New York doing uh, Law and Order SVU. Oh yeah, great show. Yeah, and I and I, uh, in fact, I was there in February. We were just when this thing was just brewing. I mean, wow. You know, in fact, when I left the set, nobody was shaking hands because, uh, you know, all all like that. So my my cat's trying to get in again. And allegedly, that uh, show, I guess <laughs> that that show is based on actually true stories. I think. True cases. Yeah, yeah. I ended up playing. Um, I don't, oh, I knew I was going to have to do this. I, her name just went out of my head. <laughs> oh, buddy, you hear my cat? Yeah, I hear. Her, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and so I ended up playing the father of one of the of the uh, the regulars. Um, and it's a fine looking cat, and, by and the way. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a great. It, it was a great. Uh, it was a great gig, and I. But I left there and I came back uh, home, and this was the first week of February. And I, re- I heard Joey's story about you know feeling like they they may be getting sick, and and I had uh, caught this lung thing, and I and I thought, oh man, it's a upper respiratory thing, and it wasn't too bad, but you know I, I wrote it out. Yeah. So I wonder if uh, you know when I get the antibody test, I wonder if I'll have them. I don't know. You have to wait and see, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Joey, does that sound familiar to you? I mean, yeah. I mean, things just kind of things just kind of shut down pretty quick. They did, yeah. I mean, I you know, the end of what first first week of March, second week of March, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, March fourth, I believe. Yeah, so that was about a month after I got back from three weeks after I got back from New York. But I mean, it, back then in New York, people were. Um, and I went up to upstate New York to see a friend, and I rode the drove the bus back to rode the bus back to the city and I sat behind somebody who just coughed the oh, entire yes. wow. uh, trip. So, you know, now looking back, you just go, yeah, people were, you're just crammed in like a sardine in New York yeah. city. Anyway, well, it's, yeah. it's just amazing. It's, it's, it, well, I was, I was just in China. So, um, wow. we, we just missed it. So, well, apparently it was, it obviously was already there. We were in China for, for two weeks, um, so from the mid-December till uh, December 31st, and we traveled everywhere from, uh, we landed in Beijing, and then we went through, you know, through different, all different little small towns and stuff, all the way down to Shanghai, and it, it's funny, it's everyone in Asia, whether you're in China or, or Vietnam, or they all wear the masks, they all oh, wear sure. the masks, but it's because of air pollution, Yeah. Um, but Talk about being crammed. I mean, we, we were on, you know, we, we took like their, their bullet trains um, mm-hmm. to different places as well. And you are crammed in there. I mean, it, it, the air, everything, just think of like LAX, for example, times that by 10. That's, that's mm-hmm. just the regular yes. airport there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also the train station. And that's, so everywhere you went, it was wide, but it was full of people. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was their winter. So same as, as the U.S., um, it, no one on our trip got sick. I think it was about 87 of us on this tour. Not, not one person got, had, had coughed or was, you know, was nothing. It, we, we, we went there healthy and we came back all healthy. Um, and then of course, you know, three weeks later, two weeks later, we're being told, you know, that's, that's this whole COVID thing. And, and we're, we're obviously questioning um, our own health, but we're like, nah, everyone was a hundred percent there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it seems just so everything's just changed so quickly. 
And you mentioned the yeah. trains, uh, airlines right now as well. Uh, one airline came out today and said, uh, we can't force our passengers to wear masks. Well, excuse me. Uh, you know, if you, I don't, I don't get that. If, if you're, if you're on a plane, those well, are basically tin cans anyway. Um, well, but you can force, I mean, they force us to do everything else when we're on there. Exactly. And then I think it was right yeah. as an airline in, in, in Europe. I guess you got to ask permission to go use the restroom if you're on the plane. Cause they don't want folks lining up and it, it's, a, you know, it's a, oh, it's, it's yeah. a new adjustment. It's, this really is, it's a, it's a reset. Uh, we're doing things differently for a while. Um, and again, I think it's wrinkle in time. I, I do believe. Well, that. You know, yeah. I mean, look, 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 you've got a perspective, uh, as you said, as a, as a survivor, I know as a father of a survivor, I do that when we were going through what we were going through, we thought, you know, things will never, ever be the same. Yeah. I mean, when we were in the hospital, living in the hospital, you know, when my boy was learning to talk again and walk again and, 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 you know, we were greeting people at the door with, with hand sanitizer and you know, yeah. we just thought, okay, this is the new normal, but you know, it, it actually, it, things, things, things go back. We, we thought the same thing with the fires that were up here a couple of years ago. Yes. I, mean, I don't know if you remember I do. the Thomas fire, but sure. Uh, we just thought, man, is, is this is the end of the world? Yeah, we we had fires well, in uh, Santa Clarita. Um, well, uh, in Australia, my God, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, you guys, recently. the entire country burned. Yeah, yeah. but right. Which, I mean, it, no, that, that was that was up till December. That's correct. We went. We've oh, gone right from oh. these fires to, to COVID. So I back know. To back. I, what are your thoughts on the film industry what, as far as in the USA? Because I. I know for me in Australia, we're looking at doors opening soon and not letting in anybody from overseas. Um, in America, what is happening? Have they, has there been any talks about returning to returning to, to normality or social well, you know, normality? I'm not. I'm not as privy to that. I mean, I'm about as privy to that as, as you know the average actor probably. But I, I talked to a buddy of mine, uh, an executive producer. Uh, writer who is is in talks to create a show that can go back. Um, they don't know when they're going back, uh, and this is how they pitched it to him. We don't know when it's going to happen, but we want to be. We have nothing in the in the pipeline, so we want to be ready with something. Can can you develop a show that uh, um, can start in the in within the confines that we're you know dealing with, but then. Uh, when it's time to move, you know, move out of that, as things change, can it be then adapted to move out as as that happens? And and sure enough, that's that's the sort of the thing they're working for. And I think you're going to see more of that, where things have to start when they can start uh, yeah. under the conditions that they have to, you know, that they have to adhere to, and I th and then grow from there until you know, l like like I was saying, I think you know. It, uh, We'll come out of this with a new perspective, but I think it's just like it, it's 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 gonna it's gonna go back to uh, to the way it was. I mean, we you know we all we're very resilient. Uh, if if the if the planet allows us to be here, yeah, you know, then uh, you know I think we'll find a way to survive it as long as we can. So that's my prediction. Like I said about the play that I'm doing, I you know I they're planning to to start in. Uh, September, and then I hear that's going to be August now, and so you just go, well, uh, 
I think you need to convince me that you're going to be ready. I mean, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. As I, the longer I've been doing this now, you, you know, you just, it's, it's, uh, you realize that we have the power to say no. It's a great power to have. And I, I think as young actors, we, we never really considered that, that, that we might have that. I've got to think that sound um, that sound stages and crews and, and location work, the, 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 the crews are going to be, it's going to be very different. Well, the whole they're process. all going to do that. I mean, I remember yeah. a story that, in fact, actually Pat Tingle told me the story. They, they were shooting a movie. I think it was uh, Norma Ray. Remember Norma Ray? Sure. Sally Field. Yes. And they got to the set and it was an abandoned factory of some kind. And, and they got, the actors got to the set and everybody was wearing masks. And Pat walked in, the actors, of course, weren't given masks. And he walked in and he said, well, how come, what's going on here? What's with the mask? Oh, there's some, it's asbestos and chemical stuff. And, and, but, but you, don't, you don't have to worry about it. We're not going to be here that long. And uh, so, you know, we'll just get the, sh and Pat said, well, wh where, where, are, where are the actors' masks? Oh, well, we don't have, you know, masks for the actors. But as I said, we're not going to, and Pat said, listen, I'll tell you what, why don't we call my union? There you go. And see what they have to say about this. Jeez. And and the guy said, um, "I'll be right back." And he goes. And the next thing they knew, like five minutes later, they had masks for all the actors, because you know we we usually just go along like big good little boys and girls and right. yeah, show me where to stand and what to say and yeah. no man, you've got to and and so the crews have to do that too. They have to say, "Is it is it going to be safe for me?" Yeah. And and you know that the production companies and the studios and stuff aren't going to aren't going to put anybody's lives at, yeah. at risk. They've got, they've got their, their bottom line to cover too. I mean, I think it's, it's where that's when I said clearer minds are going to prevail. I think that's where it's yeah. going to happen. Um, people are just going to say, here's what we have to do. We have to compromise in a lot of ways to make people safe and to make sure this thing that we flatten the curve. Yeah. You know? so, and again, it's not forever. You know, I think it's going to, it's going to pass. It's just going to take some yeah. time. You know, we got to, rethink and uh, and reset and find way, yeah. new ways to do things and uh, again right. you mentioned the sets as well i've been, i watched ktla news in the morning and, and those guys are doing it from their house so i mean it's like they're it's like they're like different locations and there there's there's no camera people in there and it's it's yeah i mean they they're oh, it's they're all doing different. their own makeup i mean yeah I, yeah hair <laughs> and makeup yeah yeah, yeah. bill buchanan <laughs> CTU yeah. director twenty four uh, again iconic Fox show working with Keeper Sutherland. Now you started as a, as a guest and then got added to the cast. So tell I, me that's about right. that. I was a guest star for God. That yeah. show had a following and it still Ten does. Episodes, I think. And it still does have a following. It's a, an amazing. Uh, yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> the um, oh, I had a great time. I loved it. Again, it was a. Uh, uh, the 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 storyline was well again it all happens in a twenty four hour period it's a you know way it's set up but uh, you kind yeah. of fell right in there and, and everybody that was in that show um, the 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 roles were very very powerful it was an amazing ensemble um, and and crew as well I mean you could you know by the time I left um, I got to the point where and 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 Joey will understand what I'm saying. When you work on a on a show long enough, and this is the longest running gig I've ever had playing the same character, there's a way of shooting on a certain set when you're there a long time, and 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 so when you go to the next job, they shoot. Of course, they shoot differently because it's a different 
world and a different crew. And the hardest part for me was, you know, not to stop in the middle of the setup or the rehearsal and say, you know, the way we did it on 24 was, (laughs) but you can't, (laughs) I like that. You can't really say it, but you, but, but I wanted to, because we, we were such a finely tuned uh, machine I mean, the, the the handheld guy was a part of the scene, and we choreographed. Speaking of dancing, yeah, we choreographed him into Those the guys. scene. We would step around him, and he would slide under us, and and you you know you look down out of the you know, peripherally, and you see him looking at you like, what, what, why aren't you doing the thing with the phone? And but it's like another character in the scene, and that was a beautiful uh, learning experience, just in terms of how uh, the nuts and bolts of filmmaking. So a lot of of synergy there too. Cause I mean, everybody had very unique roles, um, very character based. I mean, each season had uh, a different story, so to speak, but uh, everybody basically had the same job. Your, uh, your role as uh, the the director, certainly uh, uh, an amazing, amazing part of the show. Uh, Keeper Sutherland, obviously a a fantastic actor. I've had friends that have worked with him on different projects. I understand he's a hell of a chess player. Number one. Oh yeah, he played. I, you know, I never played him. Um, he played with my boy. Oh. Uh, the last couple of days, we he came to the set with me uh, when I was f- f- finishing up, and uh, they played chess together. Yeah, he's he was a great player. So a great, a great, uh, great gig for you for sure. And again, that show um, still available. I think it's on it's on DVD. You can get it you know, all the episodes, and it's uh, it's uh, we watched it every week. We watched it, and it was it was a it was a, a real real pleasure. We had to get home in time to watch it, and again, things now. Looking back, everything's everything's changing now. It's binge watching. Everything's on, you know, Netflix or Amazon or whatnot. And I miss the days of you know where we all sat down as a family and you know TV Every dinners. Week. Yeah, right. And TV yeah, dinners and watch watch you know watch the shows. Go ahead. I had friends in the theater in New York, and and they would call me and say, you know, we have a big party every night here in Connecticut or wherever they lived in the you know Lower East Side or whatever. <laughs> and, and people come over and we all watch you on on uh, you and Jack. You know, yeah. At CTU, yeah. It, it I was mean, an event. A huge following. You know, as like there was, I mentioned you know, watching TV as a family. Um, there was a great um, uh, Gary Marshall special on it tonight. I don't know if you caught it or not. And um, you know, when you looked at those shows: Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Mark and Mindy. Those were you. It's so vivid that because that, that that night was that when when it was on, it was Happy Days. Then it was Laverne mm-hmm. and Shirley. Then it was Morgan Mitty. It was like just it was Gary Marshall, like, like Gary Marshall night, you know. Well, and, the other the other guy too was, in fact, I met him uh, up here in Ohio. He came to see my play, which was which blew my mind. Uh, and I met him afterwards with Norman Lear. Oh yeah. Uh, you know everything he did, uh, all of the family. I mean, that was for me growing up. That was that was the be all and end all, man. And, sure and so you, to, 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 you know, to just sit there and yeah. go, and he said, yeah, it was, it was an honor to see your play. And I just went, wow. oh, no, <laughs> what, and, <laughs> what yeah. is happening? Sherwood Schwartz as well. I mean, it's just great, great shows. Yeah. And then you, guys. then you got to do Twin Peaks. Now this show, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a kick to watch. Um, I like the way they, the way they filmed it, but uh, you had a, yeah. a, a good role in that too. It was fun, yeah. That was a kind of a that was kind of a bucket list thing. Was you know you work with these directors that you that you uh, you look back and you go, yeah, you know, his work was one of the reasons that I really wanted to do this. You yeah. Know? 
And it was that, it certainly applies to David Lynch. Great show, great, great, great show. And and Mark Frost, Mark Frost too, uh, a hell of a writer and and director in his own right, uh, and golfer too. Oh, as, as a matter of fact, you play golf as well. I I play golf with Mark. Oh wow, okay. Well, great, <laughs> yeah, great job. Uh, great golf. Great golf courses in Ojai. Wait, yeah. Joey, you play golf too, don't you? Yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> it's it's all in the knees. That's all. It's that's all in the knees. Yeah. Well, yeah. I played um, a lot of golf. You know, they, they've got. Yeah, well, they've got this. So at the studios, they they've broken it up and they've added um, a sports bar thingy called uh, Top Golf. Oh, so it's like a. It's massive, it's, it, and it's actually between the theme park and the movie studios. They, they, it's just it looks like a large, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, uh, what do you just go in and just hit the ball for long distance? Oh, driving thing. range, like a range, yeah. driving range. Yeah, yeah. like a drive. Look, a massive driving range, and it's aimed towards the freeway. But massive, massive nets. Um, uh, but I think apparently it's, it's a it's a thing. It's a big game that everybody plays. Go you go there and you know and drink some food and then you hit the ball. Um, I'm just I'm not I'm not. This is not for me. I'd, I'd rather be on a bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't do both at the same time. That would be uh, yeah. yeah. That would be polo. Polo, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a bike, that just sounds. I don't know. That just sounds dangerous. Yeah. Again, we're talking to James Morrison, actor and playwright, and um, and high wire, low wire walker, and, and clown, and we are kind of winding down. Again, you are you are you're a filmmaker, you're a poet, um, and uh, and you've also done some producing. You did a, a documentary called Showing Up. This sounds absolutely amazing, and uh, you interviewed um, many people about um, the audition as an art, and and uh, and tell me about that because that's really cool. Well, yeah, we uh, we wanted to to uh, when we first started doing it, we weren't sure exactly what the the narrative through line of the film was going to be. We wanted to, you know, hear audition stories, and we wanted to talk to actors about what they do to get, to get to be able to do what they love most. And and uh, you know, a lot of times it just involves going into a room and either being looked at or doing a scene and then that's it. That's as close to the part as you get and you get rejected and then you, you go back anyway for the next thing. And you, you know, we want to examine that, that uh, process right. by which we, we, by which we uh, show up and, and get, you know, what we're, what we're after. So, but we didn't know exactly what, how to make it into a story, you know, and and it turns out that the actors, when we started talking to them, and I mean Steven Spinella and, and uh, you know B D Wong and Pat Hingle was there, uh, uh, Sam Rockwell. I mean we talked to some really great actors, and they started to as they revealed them. Yul Vasquez, I mean you know, Kristen Chenoweth, with all these great you know New York actors, they started to reveal to us what what story we wanted to tell by how honest they were about go about the audition process and what it does to them. Yeah. And, and Joey knows, I mean, you know how deep you go into something to get, uh, to, to possibly never get to do the job. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's not just a job interview, you know, it's not just a normal yeah. job interview. And yet it, it is because in the context of what we do, that's, that's how that works, you know? 
And I, I have to say, I actually, because um, I, I watched the teaser on that that you made, and I, I loved it um, because it's okay. it's it's different for it's different for all of us. Sure. I I it, the audition process for me sometimes it's it's I can't I can't wait to get in the room. Sometimes I'm a nervous wreck. It just it always varies. Um, but I do know that now because of the way it's been in the past, let's say maybe two three years now. Um, self-testing is something that's um, a common thing. And I can see you've got your room set up for, your studio there set up for, for, for self-testing. Mm-hmm. I love self-testing. I love it. I love sitting there with my with the script and, and just breaking down this character and, and, and creating a backstory because obviously you know, most of us are just given very limited information about your characters. And I just love playing with that and then sit and, 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 re- and shooting myself in a variety of ways and then sitting mm-hmm. there editing and going okay this is where i've delivered it this way or that way and that relationship works there it doesn't hear and having this playback before i've delivered you know my job interview mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. where with a casting director when you go into an office you know you this is probably why i'm a bit more of a nervous wreck not all the time sometimes i still am sometimes i'm not at all but you go in and you, you don't know you don't know how it was delivered you don't know how it came across um or well, whether it, it was right or wrong and you don't know the energy of the room when you walk in could be, I mean, you don't know who's going to be there. You don't know what happened before. And, that, and sometimes that that affects uh, it does. the chemistry of the room, you know. Yep. It changes everything. We did showing up before they there was even such a thing as uh, uh, self, self-taping. Self-tapes, yeah. So w- we just were all talking about going into the room and... Uh, and uh, I mean, everything's changed in the last, you know, six, seven years. Right. So. We when we have a lot of young talent on here, a lot of young actors and actresses that are that are they're you know they're in their teens and early twenties and they're 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 out there and I hear both sides, um and in some some of these rooms uh everyone knows each other, it's 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 pretty incredible, um and I think the the most important thing to learn from what I've gathered is you really can't personalize it now are you are you less likely to personalize rejection, uh self taping as opposed to being in the room. Oh no! It's it's you 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 know, you can't help but take the, this work personally. It's it's a, it's not just, and it, it listen. It, it, any profession can be a noble profession, but but you know, a, a, an auto mechanic or a carpenter is not a you know. You are not the thing that you build. You are not the pipes that you lay or you know, the sprinkler system that you, inst- but in this work, you are, you are the work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's almost impossible not to personalize it. Now, do you learn how to let go? Um, you know, that's hard to <laughs> let it go is hard under, yeah. under letting go is hard under any circumstances. But if you we really want something and if you really put yourself into it 130% and, and you live it and eat and drink it and breathe it for four or five days before you put it on tape. Yeah, yeah it, there's a period of, of adjustment after you do it. Uh, there's a decompression period, and then you know you can't help but spend the check sometimes. But you know before you find out you don't get the job. <laughs> and, and, so. and again, I've talked to a few folks that they go in, they go in for auditions and they're, they're, it takes about two hours to get there. They're in for ten seconds and it's like okay, thank you, and then you're it's like. Did I do something wrong? What what, what did they like? And they, they automatically assume that yeah. it's them. Yeah, the Go side ahead. of that is that, that that sometimes those auditions are the ones you get. So it's you never know. I mean, yeah. I've gotten jobs where I read for the part they wanted me for, and then they said, you know, look looking at you, 
you know, you're just not right for this. Can you read this instead? And it go, yeah, spend five minutes with it. And I go, okay. So I go down in the waiting room. I spend five minutes. I come back up and I get the job. Now I spent five days on the thing that I wasn't right for. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I mean, you, it, there's so much that is out of your control. And, and, th- and I yeah. tell my students this too. I, and I try to remember for myself, but anytime we start to feel it, and it doesn't matter have to do with work at all. It has to do with us as human beings. Any start, anytime we start to feel uncomfortable or uh, ill at ease or, or not centered or not connected, it's, it's usually because we're focusing on things we have no control over. Yeah. And if we just start focusing on the things that we have control of, which aren't that many, by the way, you know, we'll be a lot happier. So that's, that's, you know, if we take that into the work and that, you know, it's easier to let go of, you walk out of a room, you say goodbye, you say thanks. But the thing, the other thing I was going to say was about the people that you walk into the rooms with, you know, there, there are just like actors, just like directors or, or anybody, DPs, doesn't matter. There are, there are good people doing those things. And there are also people who aren't really, I don't know if they're bad people, but they're just not, they don't put everything of themselves into the job. So you can tell when you walk into a meeting where the casting director really respects actors and they don't cram actors into the room at the same time and make right. you sit in there and sweat together. You get there and you've got the space for you. They, 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 they give you space. You know what I mean? It time wise. Right. They've got respect for actors. You walk into the room and you're the only actor that they're that you, you they make you feel like you're the only actor that's reading for this part. The numbers yeah. I hear uh, is at any given time, nine hundred productions going on in Los Angeles. Um, that's that's TV, that's film, commercials, um, could be a video game stuff. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I got to think with the advent of all this new technology, the streaming and whatnot, that chances of getting gigs is a little bit better. But still, more folks are going out for these parts. And again, that's a lot of lot of work out there. I there's mean, a lot of work, and there's also. You know, there's a lot of actors. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting to well, see who, what happens. Who was the guy? I think Robert Benedetti was the guy that said, you know, something about sh- uh, shooting actors, you know, to thin, like deer. The actors are like deer. You have to thin the herd or something. I mean, there are just, just so many of us. What is it, 5% of us? Only 5% of us make enough to to make our insurance every year. You know, and I think it's like it's 2 or 3, two, 3%, yeah. Two yeah, yeah. Well. And I, so, I don't want to forget the you know, obviously the, the behind the scenes the crew people, and 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 stuff that are they're not working as well. That's going to be you know, uh, well I mean, and, the, and the the ancillary uh, you know professions too the dry cleaners and sure. caterers and you know everybody. I think the actors funds a really good thing. I I belong to IATSE because I work at the, I work at Universal Studios, so I do belong to IATSE and uh, even we qualify for that. So that I think will help help some people. Um, certainly, um, yeah. uh, but there are there are actors out there that are applying for unemployment. There are there are this is I there, are, there if you are a child actor and you are on a show and you're not working now, you can actually apply for unemployment. That's that was what I heard. So I mean, this is happening. Oh, sure. This is a well, real thing. Yeah. So, if you um, if you play if you pay it into it, you can you can draw it. Yeah. We sure. all we all put our pants on the same way every day to go to work. That's that's what it is. You know, when I do my uh, self-taping or my zooming, I mean, I, I don't mean, even wear pants. You don't wear pants. So. <laughs> I knew you were going to say I'm that. Not a, yeah, I'm not wearing a sh- I don't normally wear a shirt. Well, that's so. well, hello Australia. That's fine. <laughs> you know. No. 
and you put a shirt on and it's, it's soaking wet 10 minutes later. So what's the difference? You know? Yeah. But, uh, so much you've uh, you've done, and, and again, a, 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 a real pleasure. I'm going to have you back on again soon because I think you know we've just scraped the surface with you. Uh, you've done just so much. Uh, www.jpmorrison.com. That's your homepage. Info there as well. You're on you're on Instagram and Twitter. James, a real pleasure. Any parting? Thanks, any, Mike. Any, any parting shots, Joey? Uh, um, look, just I just want to say thanks for having me chat. I, honestly, like it's um, I'm on the other side of the world and I'm just I'm watching from here and I just I just I just feel bad for for for, yeah. for what's happening right now over there. Um, so just I'm just I'm happy to be talking to Americans in America. That's yeah. thanks, thanks, Mike. Well, we're glad to talk to you Doing as well. well, Joey Vieira. Again, a great co-host. Always glad to have you on here as well. Uh, Joey, another okay. show in the can. Joey, glad to have you back coasting again. Thanks, Mike. We'll do this soon. Thank you, James. And again, Joey, um, nice to meet you. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, you're welcome. This is episode 70. Uh, next episode will be 71. That's on to be on on uh, May 27th. Our guest will be Logan Allen from the new show on Netflix called Sweet Magnolias, and our host will be Simone Lockhart, who is uh, going to be appearing with uh, Dwayne Johnson next year. In Disney's Jungle Cruise, yes, based on the ride at Disneyland. And she's a hell of a drummer as well. So they'll be joining me on the 27th. Again, all our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes, search Conversations Radio. They're right there. James and Joey, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Like us thank on face like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. Be safe and so long. Mm-hmm.